Welcome to the Diet by God's Design podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help you return to God's design for healthy living so you can balance your hormones and heal your body naturally. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. In the last episode, we started talking about health envy. We covered only the part of the problem with health envy, though. Letting the world, aka those health influencers you follow on Instagram, define what healthiness and healing are and should look like. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I highly recommend doing that before listening to this one. In this episode, we're going to cover the second problem with health envy, competition at the expense of another person. How does the Bible define envy? The word for envy in the New Testament Greek is, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to spell it. Z-E-L-O-O. Interestingly, it is a word that is supposed to imitate the sound of boiling water. According to Bible Hub, the the word means to burn with zeal for, or to be earnest, to set one's heart on, to be completely intent upon something. And in the case of health envy... We have set our focus on the perceived good health or fit body of someone on social media or real life. There are a few problems with this, however. One, we are seeking after our own perception or someone else's projection of good health. As we talked about in the last episode, God does not define health like the world does. Two, we have set our sights on something God is the source of good health and have taken our focus off God himself. So we want kind of start focusing on the benefits of being in relationship with God with, but removing the relationship being the source of that good thing, which in this case we're talking about health. Now, when we chase this good health, it will often cost us a part, if not all of our relationship with God and the person we're envying to. As Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. 3. When envy takes root, bitterness and resentment against the other person and God often come with it. Why don't I have better health than blank? I work out more. I don't eat junk food like they do. I actually pay attention to my health and I'm trying to eat and live healthier. Did you see them eat that cookie or that ice cream? It's not fair at the expense of someone else's success. Unfortunately, as I just vocalized, there's a tendency in the diet, fitness, health realm to want to be the best, whether that's more fit, more healthy, better looking, at the expense of others and of our contentment. And the key here is, did you notice what I said? More fit, more healthy, better looking, All those that more or better, we all have to take those and base them off of something we see or someone we see. So that's where we start getting envy slipping in is because it's not just we want to be fit or healthy or good looking. It's more so than someone else, whatever baseline we're using, um, whatever person we're using as a baseline. So this is often true with guys in fitness, but let's be honest, we women can especially turn into a green-eyed monster when another woman has something we don't. That's unfortunately the case. We want to be beautiful, and that can be a good desire. That is as long as we let God define what it means to be beautiful. 
Taking care of our bodies is only part of his definition. He also wants us to be beautiful on the inside too, lest we be whitewashed tombs, like said in the last episode. He wants us to have righteous motives, a good heart. By being zealous for the part of good health that we can that can be seen by others, we risk the part that God cares deeply about, which is our hearts. So sometimes we get so focused on what we want that we forget about the per, the process and the journey that God uses to get us to that benefit, but it's a process. It's not just a, let's skip that journey part and let's get there now. It's not a destination. It's a journey that creates the good heart with it, the heart that loves God and loves people. Bible verses about the heart. Proverbs four twenty three, Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life proverbs 27:19 as in water face reflects face face so the heart of man reflects the man matthew 6:21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be also matthew 15:11 in 17 through 20 do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Don't think you have an envy problem? I challenge you to scroll through Facebook or Instagram to see if a little bitterness and resentment starts to build up towards those who seem to have it all together. You know, nice car, attractive body, well-organized home. Ha. Maybe pregnant or has children who are orderly for pictures. Or maybe they have the ability to do something you can't, stay at home or work from home with their kids, or the money to see a health professional to take expensive therapies to heal their bodies quickly. I heard a pastor put it this way, but I'm going to change it to particularly health. What would you do if you could push a button and instantly get five times healthier than you are now? Would you push the button? What if not only you got five times healthier, but the people in your life that seem to have their health all together, they get 10 times healthier? Would you push the button now? So questions to consider. Why is it that our success often means another's failure, or at least plateau? Why can't we do our best and be happy for those who may do it better than us? And why do we use other women's health as our measuring stick of how healthy we are? Shouldn't we just focus on bringing more of our health under the dominion of Christ and let that determine our healthiness? Why can't we be content with working hard to run the race set before us, the race set before us, not the race set before someone else, all the while encouraging those around us to do the same, regardless of how their external health looks like. Now, really, I, this makes me think, asking these questions makes me think of Peter at the end of John, where Peter's asking, Jesus says, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, after Peter denied him three times. And after the, the third one, and, and Jesus told him kind of what he's going to look forward to, people are going to change his clothes when he gets older meaning the kind of death that Peter was going to have, the upside-down cross crucifixion. And Peter says, but what about him? And he points to John, wanting to know what Jesus had in store for John. And Jesus said, that doesn't matter. Don't, don't focus on him. 
run the race I set before you. Now, he didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing in my words, applying it to how I'm saying it here just now. But that's really what God wants us to do is run the race set before us. And yeah, we've made some mistakes and there's been consequences of our actions and our health decisions along the way. And we might have a huge, long road in front of us to gain our health back. But we just need to set, like run with endurance, set our eyes as I think Hebrews 12 talks about, just set your eyes on the prize of honoring God with your body, with your decisions, and he will take care of the rest. Fighting envy with the right kind of envy. At the end of the day, we must learn to be content with the hard work set before us in the healing of our bodies while being zealous to be more like Christ. We must hold fast to God's goodness, regardless of the outcome, and praise him when others succeed in areas we haven't, or we feel like we can't succeed in. We can only do these things through Christ by asking God to change our hearts and give us the strength to fight and root out the envy embedded deep in all of our hearts, you know, mine included here. You know, And praise God, side note, praise God that he has made a way for us to change and that we don't have to remain the depraved sinner we once were. Literally, like, praise the Lord for that. And I got to talk to myself first here. You know, the first person I'm talking to is me. I thought I never struggled in this area, but that's because I never went looking for the envy hidden in my own heart. When I looked, I found it. Uh, It didn't just look how envy is typically defined, which is why it kind of escaped my attention at first. But as Jeremiah 17.30 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, it's the same with our own hearts. And I'm particularly talking to myself here. So this is this whole episode is really we're working towards defeating that green-eyed monster that's in all of us and through the strength really alone through the strength of Christ. And we're doing this together. I'm here with you. I I deal with it too. Um social media is not my friend most of the time and it's not because I have a lot of envy necessarily, but I I can if I let it get to me. So to encourage all of us, uh, I want to leave with this passage in James 4, 1 through 10. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and you do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may Spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He, is, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives us a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. That's all I have for this episode. I hope it somewhat was encouraging. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go to the blog article for this episode and leave them there, and I will get back to them as I can. Thank you for listening. 
Before you go, can you help me out real quick and write a review or rate this podcast on the platform you're listening on? That way, this podcast can get out to more women who need to hear that they can heal their bodies naturally too. Thanks so much.